Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, today's episode of Round for All Rock is sponsored by my bookie. Dot A-G. Uh, ever since Joey and I got this podcast sponsor, uh, we've been very excited about entering the world of online gambling, and MyBookie.ag is a great place to go. You can use promo code ROUNDROCK to let them know you came from here, and get a 100% bonus on your first deposit. Joey, have you made some bets recently? Uh, I have, actually. Um, I have bet that Eric Bledsoe is going to end up on the Nuggets or the Bucks. That's incredible. Uh, I bet on the Warriors to cover a five-and-a-half-point spread. because I, I also bet on that game. Yeah, they're fueled by so much rage at Doc Rivers canceling that chapel. That's 11 in a row. Uh, that was my pick-to-click this week. Uh, there are a lot of online sportsbooks out there. MyBookie.ag is the only one that we use here on Round Ball Rock. We do not give that out lightly. Uh, they're the best. They've been in business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, and they pay out within two business days. Uh, Joey, do you think this is like yes. betting in a Las Vegas casino? It is like betting in a Las Vegas casino, except crazier. Yeah. Because in a Las Vegas casino, can you bet on who the next Pope is going to be? No, you cannot. But I've got to say, based on our last ad read, uh, I am no longer recommending Kevin Spacey for president, no no matter what the odds are. (laughs) See if you could short sell that bet. But do go to MyBookieAG, promo code ROUNDROCK, to start gambling, start getting your bonuses, and start winning. You play, you bet, you win! It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Brian Reeves, Rudy Gay, Joey Devine, Michael Dickerson, Sharif Abdur-Rahim, Sean Keane, OJ Mayo, Mo Peterson, special guest Keith Parrish from Fastbreak Breakfast, and now musical guest America, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Divine. Hi guys, it's us, the Round Ball Rockers. And we've got a very special guest here. First off, we've got a discombobulated ghost of Don Pardo. But most importantly, from the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, we have Grizzly's super fan and podcasting legend, Keith Parrish. How are you doing, Keith? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I didn't know the uh, the ghost of Don Pardo 
I thought maybe that went in in post. I didn't know it was all live. Like just hearing you read this on the, was, I mean, or say it. Yeah, it's Incredible a seance. Exciting. It's a live seance every yeah. episode. <laughs> wow, really, really, really good. I'm very excited to be here. Corbin Smith from the Take It or Break It podcast was very upset that we did it live. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. that sounds like that sounds like Corbin. He's the worst. <laughs> Oh, there's a baby. Oh, sorry, there is a child here on my side. Uh, we are recording with with Don Pardo, who's very old, and then uh, this child named Dallas. Dallas, do you want to say hi? Say your name. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dallas waved. He waved. Okay. So, fast break breakfast. What is fast break yeah. breakfast, Keith? Fast, yeah, Keith. What is fast break breakfast? How do you fast- describe it? How do I describe it? I describe it as a NBA podcast for very serious fans that doesn't take itself very seriously. We are uh, three, maybe we're three kids who like did really well in school and, you know, did well on standardized testing. And they told us you can be whatever you want to be. And we <laughs> believed it. And that was a terrible thing to tell a child. Uh, so now we're like freelance musicians, comedians, writers, and such, uh, who had time where we could get together in the afternoon sometimes to record uh, a podcast and talk about basketball. So that's it. And you guys it's, live in um, Music City? We live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, commonly, people think we live in Memphis. No, we live in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Um, so it's a it's breakfast-themed is breakfast themed we embrace some breakfast puns we really ran with it i think it was like the 20th show segment where we called it some i don't remember what we called it it was the, you know whatever it could be the uh, bottomless mimosa greatest thing ever and chuck was like we're really going with this uh, breakfast thing and i was like uh we've been doing it for two years where have you been yeah so we no, have um, it, it is a shtick and we firmly uh, embraced it well we have also embraced your breakfast chick, and because we're we have limited time with you today, so instead of going with the uh, slowing the game down and grinding out a podcast, uh, we're going David Fisdale style, faster pace, wild long shots, and woke as fuck. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Ready, Keith? Round ball, rock news, and breakfast. News and breakfast for human and robots. Robots don't need food. Trust the process and try the hash browns. All right, our first our first segment. This is called Grits. Grits. I like it. The Memphis Grizzlies are in first place. What is happening, Keith? Well, I would say inspired by the contemporary Christian rap band from the late 90s, Grits. That's a Nashville reference. For, that might not have made it all the way out to L.A. But uh, the, yeah, we we have talked about the magazine place. grit, but not the band grit. <laughs> the Grizzlies are in first place because they are replacing terrible minutes of players from last year. And no, I am not defiling the memories of Zebo and Tony Allen. So I'm slightly defiling the memory of Zach Randolph, who played a lot of minutes and was bad last year. But they've replaced the minutes of Wade Baldwin. They've cut Andrew Harrison's minutes down. Chandler Parsons was awful last year. He's gotten better. So they've gotten rid of all those bad minutes, replaced it with just more competent minutes of Tyreek Evans, this rookie Dylan Brooks. Uh, Mm. Again, the aforementioned Chandler Parsons, who has improved. So fewer minutes to bad players, more minutes to okay players. and (laughs) And that's why you see an improvement. Dylan Brooks is a good player. Uh, we both picked Memphis to make the playoffs this year, which was somewhat controversial. But uh, my thought was just Chandler Parsons doesn't have to be Chandler Parsons or even good. He has to just not be one of the worst players in the NBA like he was last year. And that's actually a giant improvement for the team. It's- last year, the Grizzlies gave a lot of minutes to Chandler Parsons, who, as you said, or even objectively using statistics, one of the worst basketball players <laughs> in the NBA. And they also gave a ton of minutes to Andrew Harrison, who shot something like 32% from the field. 
And they threw, you know, Wade Baldwin out there for 400 minutes, and he shot something like 30% from the field. I mean, they were they were last in the NBA by a ton in shooting percentage last year, last in two-point shooting percentage. They played so many minutes to guys who could not play basketball. Uh, this year, so far, they haven't done that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, they're like a baseball team that had a bunch of just all-stars hitting 350, and then we're like, actually, uh, we have to let the groundskeeper pitch every fifth day. <laughs> I was worried you were going to talk about baseball. Uh, I, I got nothing there. Okay. But yes, I think I followed your uh, analogy. Uh, okay, so speaking of Chandler Parsons, does the Grizzlies fan base hate him? And if so, is his beautiful face helping or hurting his popularity? I think in the circles I run in, which is, again, a barely employed late 30s musician and <laughs> Grizzlies Twitter, I think the, uh, I think the, the face hurts him. I think there's a, a tinge of jealousy in everything mm-hmm. we do. He's incredibly handsome. He's incredibly rich. So I think his appearance does hurt him. I think if he looked a little more scraggly, a little more homely, a little more Tayshawn Princeian, although Tayshawn Prince did receive a good bit of uh, hate as well while he was uh, a Grizzly. I think he wouldn't be as unpopular. But I maintain I dislike him more for his untoward Instagram Snapchat behavior. Yeah, his behavior. Instagram behavior has been really <laughs> troubling, him, I would say. Yeah, him being like a, a boorish creep on social media where we can all see you. Everyone can see you. Uh, like, there's a little blue check beside your name. Uh, and so that is problematic. That is why I am booing. But, uh, you know, Grizzlies fans, they often have players they hate. When Matt Barnes was on the team, uh, the despicable human being that was Matt Barnes, I actually loved him. I think Matt Barnes on the court has been one of my favorite guys his entire career. But he was also hated. Sure, they cheered when he was the best player on that 42-win injury-ravaged team from a couple years ago. Yeah, but, the, uh, uh, the Dave Yeager crying team. The Dave Yeager crying team. Man, I was, I, was, I was in that press conference, and I was not moved. It was a Sunday morning. I was pretty sure he was just really exhausted, much like my <laughs> child after trick-or-treating. We're like, yeah, you're crying, but you don't mean it. You're just really tired, buddy. <laughs> Uh, all right, one last uh, Memphis question before we move on, because we're going rapid fire today. Oh, yeah. Um, so as a Grizzlies fan, who is the Memphis Grizzlies' main arch rival slash nemesis? It has been. Is it the Clippers? That's what I was going to say. It, it has been the Clippers. It probably still is the Clippers. We hate We hate the Clippers. We hate the Thunder. We hate the Rockets. I don't think we hate anyone else. I think all we're actually... hateable teams. What yeah, is yeah. what's so the Rockets are... rivalry about? Like a Kyle Lowry beef that went way back. The Rockets rivalry might just be in my own head because I hate them, and uh, <laughs> I look at their crowd of people, and I assume all the fans there all are like pro fracking drive hummers. And so I guess maybe I've tinted my own opinion of their team based on the demographics, but uh, no, I think maybe just being in the, in the division, we play them a lot, a lot of tight games. We don't like their flopping style, but uh, yeah, I would think it, it would have to be main rival. It would be the Clippers. We played them a couple of times in the playoffs. We hated Chris Paul. We hate Blake Griffin still uh, Clippers probably won. And then right after that is the thunder. Cause we've had some incredible playoff series with the thunders and uh, those guys love fracking. Yeah, like for yeah. sure. They're, That's they, a f- they even have that new Nike Jersey where, where like the, the lettering has a, has a fracking crack. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's never been an earthquake in Oklahoma City until Russell yeah, yeah, Westbrook really. got here and this the ownership Nike group. <laughs> Nike Association fracking. All right. Our next segment is called Green Eggs and Ham. The Boston Celtics are 5-2 and two and leading the East. Was Gordon Hayward's ankle holding them back? Uh, no. Not, not, not at all. I mean, obviously, this is a team where one of the biggest strengths is the wizardry of uh, Brad Stevens. Uh, I think, unfortunately, we're just stuck now with this giant what if. 
Like, what if Gordon Hayward had been on this team? Because early returns are Jalen Brown has taken a great leap in year two. Jason Tatum looks like a good player. Terry Rozier is good. Like, so what would it look like if they could have actually added Gordon Hayward to play alongside Kyrie Irving? So, no, I don't think uh, poor Gordon Hayward's foot snapping uh, has really helped them. I mean, I guess you can take the very long view that, yes, you're getting extra minutes to Tatum and Brown, but I don't think his uh, leg was holding them back in any way. No. Uh, Which prospect do you guys like better, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Give me Rozier, baby. That's all I need. I'm like Danny Ainge. Chipotle Black Card and Terry Rozier, and that's all I want. I, uh, I think I would lean towards... I would lean towards Jalen Brown. You you said you guys in the question. I don't know if that was me and Sean or me oh, and my two. I meant you and Sean. <laughs> okay, 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 good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm I think more intrigued by Jalen Brown. I think he looks awesome. I also like. I also prefer uh, Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum to me. He's just Paul Pierce redux, and I can't believe I have to watch this for another 14 more years. All right. Um... Somebody compared him to uh, Carmelo Anthony, too, another player that you do not enjoy. Um, all right. Uh, this next this next one is called Build a Fucking Waffle. The Detroit <laughs> get... Pistons finished a, a California road trip with wins over the Warriors and Clippers. Guys, are they for real? No, I am, <laughs> I am not a believer in the Detroit Pistons. I like cheering for them. They were my first favorite team back uh, cheering for the bad boy Pistons when I first turned on a television and there was basketball on there. Uh, no, I don't think they're for real. I don't think Drummond's play is going to hold up. I think he starts seasons really well before. He will cite that he had he fixed his deviated septum and that cured his free throw problem, which is Wait, one of what? the more amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he said because of a deviated septum, he had a lot of trouble getting his breath and calming himself before shooting free throws. But now that's taken care of. He said that in the off season, and I mean maybe that's just the mental trick that he had to pull off for himself. Well, he so likes... far it's <laughs> yeah. He... So far it's working. <laughs> he he likes those Hollywood types. So this may be an excuse for a nose a cosmetic nose job. I've heard about deviated <laughs> septums before, and yeah. uh... I also. I was going to say, I also don't think Tobias Harris is actually this good. Mm-hmm. He, he's been great so far. I think right now they're benefiting from the, they came into the season trying real hard. And yeah. honestly, not all the teams come into the season trying real hard, even though you, you see, think they, they would. And I think this team has really benefited from scrapping hard and, you know, busting their tail on defense. They've made some shots. Again, Tobias playing great. Andre Drummond playing great. Reggie Jackson has played passable and not hateable. Normally he plays in a manner which makes his teammates hate him. <laughs> uh, if you saw on Tuesday night against the, the, the Lakers when, when they lost, he was in full uh, making all the wrong decisions on fast breaks and when to shoot, when to pass. So I don't think it's going to hold up. Like, they might still achieve their over, whatever it was. Like, the Vegas total was like 35 or 36. They might get into the playoffs, the back half of the playoffs in the East. But I'm not, unfortunately, buying it completely yet. Yeah, it feels like Reggie Jackson and Andre Drummond playing well is expecting a pit bull to continue to not bite you. You know, like, <laughs> I, I'm personally all in on them winning 43 games. I think they can do that. But if that means if that is believing in the Pistons, yes. If I think they are going to continue their fifty win pace, I do not. I don't. I'm personally just pumped for midseason when the Luke Kennard Henry Ellenson uh pick and roll combo really gets going. Oh my god. Like that's <laughs> I gotta say, like, they need something to get those Trump voters in Michigan back. And I think Kennard, Luke Kennard, a guy from Duke who looks like that, that's a that's a that's going to win back a lot of uh, America. I think, right. I think well, I was going to say, I think a lot of that Trump America is going to have trouble getting through Stan Van's wall because uh, <laughs> that man is outspoken and a, maybe a little too woke, a little too woke for those fans. No such thing as too woke. Well, no, <laughs> Kyrie Irving might be too woke, actually. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so if you remove his first game, Stanley Johnson is shooting 48% for the season. 
if you could remove one game from your life to help your averages, what would it be? Oh. Could I count, like, two entire years of college? Would that count as a game? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> That lost season when uh, my brain had a torn Achilles, and it's hard to come back from that. Uh... Are we are we talking like metaphorically towards one game of your life? Is it? I thought this was going to be like if you could change one thing about your life. Oh, I guess something. that's. I or are we actually yeah. talking about my personal like church league stats? Where oh no, I, I think where you, I, kept I think track it's of a my metaphorical. Like for me. I would remove the day I decided to apply for the job at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Oh my God, that's because I am- ended up working there for eight years of my life. <laughs> I think it would be, it would be sometime in college when I was getting a music composition degree, if I would have realized the point of college was not to make good grades, the point of college was actually to learn a skill that could use in a workforce. I don't know if that's right. too broad of a, of a, of a moment <laughs> of a game to nail down to be like, Hey yeah, Keith, you should yeah. not skip all your classes. Uh, I hear a baby, which is confusing. Yeah. To me. There's a baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have no, a, I have a child on my lap. <laughs> we are right now. My wife and my seven week old are sitting not 15 feet away in what is a nightmare for them. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I heard the baby, and I was confused, thinking, is that my baby? No, it's not my baby. My baby is currently uh, doing well and, and remaining silent. This chi- this child is a maverick, and his name is Dallas. But those are kind of unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> He's just more unpredictable and uh, a little bit wild. And he was dressed as a Dalmatian uh, 12 hours ago. All right. Good answers all around on your days. Uh the next our next segment is I'm gonna let I'm let you finish, but Giannis had the greatest start of all time. Uh, I'm going to steal that because that is incredible. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna let you finish is wow. Uh, well, well done. It's all Sean. Sean is the pun king. Uh, Giannis is amazing, but the Bucks have a negative point differential. What do they need to do besides getting rid of that antique floor? You yeah, see, that thing is dangerous, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Milwaukee. Is that a cost-saving measure? Is that like something Jason Terry insists on with his contract? But that thing's trouble. I'm. I'm with. As always on this podcast, I stand with Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie announcing the whole yeah like this court like i don't like guys i don't think we should be playing on a 50 year old court like i don't think we should be playing on concrete they're like guys it's just a just made to look like an old court he's like i don't know guys Uh, i trust my feet i'm gonna double down on every stupid thing i say (laughs) right and i thought it was really funny where there was like a brief few hours on twitter where everyone's like this is terrible we gotta explain it to Kyrie. it's like guys he thinks the world is flat. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot bigger issues. Let's tackle the world thing before it, convincing him that you know Milwaukee's court is actually up to spec. Have we asked him about 9/11 yet? Oh man, I mean, he's so, been uh, asked about 9/11 a lot, right? Because his dad was well, he escaped was, it. I mean, he walked home from the World Trade Center. Yeah. (laughs) When he was like 10 years old or something. Yeah. Uh, But no, I would like to see, like, like, get him on on record. Like, Pizzagate, what does he think? Uh, I want to know. He definitely believes in chemtrails, right? Chemtrails seem like up his alley. Because he's very. um, Isn't his dream to build, like, environmental communes that everybody can live in? He's like a weird kind of hippie. Joey Joey has con- compared him to Joe Rogan before, and I think that's like pretty true. Like, like if Kyrie's taking like the limitless pill, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> or he definitely has a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, he sure. seems like an ancient aliens guy, but not so much like a JFK assassination guy. I think most of these NBA players in their off time when they're sitting in these five-star hotels, I think they're down the YouTube rabbit holes watching all the things about like the, whatever the satanic layout of the Denver airport and all the, right. all the best, 
all the all the best theories of, of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I think this is their stuff. What's well, like I don't know who's the who's the Ram? Is it William Hayes? William Hayes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who doesn't believe in dinosaurs but believes in mermaids? That's like, yeah. true. All right. Yeah. Like I I I understand. Like it's not. It makes sense to me in, in some weird way. All right, that was a better. That was definitely a better topic than fixing the bucks because I don't know how to fix the bucks. All right, oh, <laughs> yeah. we can we can talk about the bucks. I'm worried that uh, still Jason Kidd is not the man for the job there. I was gonna yeah. say that's probably your correct solution because he's like he's like Mark Jackson, where he should definitely get a lot of credit for um, the development of a bunch of these young guys, and he's like. He has like certain things he's very smart about. Like he rescued Sean Livingston's career, basically, but he's not good at like maximizing your chances of winning an actual game. Unless he can spill coke on the ground. That's true. Like cookies, Uh. (laughs) food-based motivational tools. Uh, Yeah, I just think he needs some, like a like a co-coach. Or just top assistants. I do agree. He should he should be able to keep some position where he can keep developing players and keep pulling off random hijinks with referees right. and stopping the game because he is he is truly a master at those things. But as far as like adapting to like oh hey Brad Stevens switched the defense and now they're playing a weird zone type thing. Like I feel like he needs someone else to do some X's and O's things. And maybe it's difficult because he was such a good, smart, cerebral player where he's, like, telling his guys, like, guys, adjust. As in, like, that would have worked for him because he would have adjusted and done what needed to be done. But maybe he's not able to just enunciate exactly the things that need to be done on the court. Are you you saying Jason Kidd is not maybe the most verbose uh, (laughs) speaker in the world? Is Jason Kidd bad at, like... I trust him as a basketball coach, but not necessarily in conveying meaning using the English language or math or math. I wouldn't really trust Jason Kidd with uh, or like uh, you know uh, conflict resolution among yeah a know, lot of those <laughs> relationship issues. They feel I like think. they just need to get like a it you know it's like he's good enough now that they need to get a coach who knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who that would be. If there was like a, <laughs> who's the best coach of a bad team right now? I, I don't know, I don't know who that would, like, who could we swap or move in? I I'm like racking said my brain. Mike Malone, but then this season started, and oh, it's I, Yeager, right? I think Mike Malone might be a fraud. Uh, yeah, I hate, to, I hate to say it. Uh, no, it's not Yeager. Although, again, kudos to Dave Yeager's style. Uh, advisor he has transformed himself <laughs> is there like a basketball version of joe girardi out there that would be the kind of thing i thought i and, warned you about baseball stuff and now i was like oh that's scott skiles never mind um <laughs> <laughs> what about david blatt baby get blatt in there some revenge against no, the Cavs. I would not. I would not mind having David Blatt, who got a, got a raw deal in Cleveland. Yeah, he really did. Anti-Semitism run amok. Just kicked him out of the league. I, we got to bring that guy back. I think. I think. I think he nailed it. David Blatt to be co-coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I think Jason Kidd. Look, um, the Mark Jackson as a Warrior fan, the Mark Jackson thing feels real apt. Mm-hmm. And if I were Jason Kidd. I would get out of there before they figure it out. And well, I Mark, would I would trick Robert Sarver into paying me so much money this offseason. Uh, how did, how did Richard, I would go develop the Suns. <laughs> how did Richard Jefferson not end up there, by the way? It seems like... I don't know. You, you go right <laughs> into like, player coach. <laughs> I mean, Jason Terry had that role already. I guess that's true. Is Jason, Jason Terry still there, right? Yeah, I think so. I realize I don't think I've seen him play this year, but I feel like I remember him being there. So, yeah. Let's take a break real quick from uh, the episode to talk about our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Sean, do you like to gamble? I do. I love odds. I love the action. Uh, I like I like making an occasional sports wager. Uh, you like sports wagers. Well, how do you feel about... Um, betting on movie box office. That is way up my alley. That's something you can do on mybookie.ag? 
that is something you can bet on on mybookie.ag. Like, did you know you can bet on the Justice League World Opening Weekend Gross? <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, that's great. So you can bet on that from the privacy of your own home with mybookie.ag. I don't even think you can bet that in a casino. I don't know because I'm not at casinos, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Justice League is going to make over $245 million its opening weekend worldwide. So, you know, normally they have in-game live betting. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business and a mobile site that makes wagering even on the Justice League a breeze. You could wager on the Justice League box office from a movie theater. I've got to say, though, I'm a little disappointed that you can't bet on whether the Justice League is going to have a scene where uh, Wonder Woman opens an email. Oh, and reads it for seven and a half minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed by that. I wonder if she has another window open for mybookie.ag and she is entering promo code ROUNDROCK to get a 100% bonus on her first deposit. Yeah, they'll match her first deposit. That's Uh, incredible. Uh, I don't know what kind of currency they use on that island she's from, though. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they'd match that. But it is like um, you're getting paid by the flash because the money shows up within 48 hours. Oh, so quick. So quick. So um, even Aquaman knows that you should just use promo code Round Rock when you sign up. Let them know that you came from us. Uh, that's the name of our show. We talk about Round Rocks all the time. It's very easy to remember. Maybe, maybe you're not a, a DC person, but you can also bet on Thor Ragnarok's international uh, box office. Actually, that's done. Oh, that is closed. That, yeah, but you can still get in on uh, The Last Jedi international box office. I actually just bet on The Last Jedi's uh, <laughs> international box office right now as we were recording this. That's our force play of the month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's even odds that it'll go over $555 million its opening weekend, and I was like, I'm taking those odds, my bookie. Oh, the force is strong in this one. Uh, it is. It is strong. Especially when you use the code round rock. Round rock. The strongest kind of rock is a round rock. <laughs> MyBookie.ag. You play. You win. You get paid. There is no try. You bet or do not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a Wookiee. Go to MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Gambling for humans and robots. Our next topic is called Silver and Black Coffee, and it is weirdly football-related. So Raiders coach Jack Del Rio last night favorited a tweet where uh, someone was talking about Hillary Clinton should be in prison. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's great that the Raiders coach is encouraging someone else to be jailed as well. So my question for you guys is, has the has Raiders coach Jack Del Rio lost the woke-off and joined the broke-off? Yeah, so the woke-off, Keith, as you know, <laughs> is our ranking of um, the most politically woke NBA figures. I believe at last ranking, David Fisdale, David Fisdale is still the leader. But yeah. after this week, Steve Kerr had... It's been pretty. Uh, it's been a pretty woke week. Yeah, it's been a woke week. <laughs> you guys, you guys would take the woke off title uh, from a black man and give it to a rich white guy. <laughs> hey, we oh. didn't. We didn't do it. We, we haven't done it officially yet. <laughs> uh, is LeBron leading it for players, Joey? One hundred percent. The weirdest part is dark horse woke off contender J.R. Smith. I would not have <laughs> predicted. J.R. Smith is doing, yeah, he's doing a great job, but it's hard to beat the clout of the most popular, best basketball player in the world calling the president, you bum. Exactly. Like that, that resonates, and you're like, wow. It's maybe the greatest uh, tweet of all time. Yeah, and it was, it was a weird thing because it was like, as someone tallying the woke off that weekend, it was like, well, I mean we have to give it to Steph Curry, right? He was in the Trump tweet, and then all of a sudden, it was like the LeBron block in the finals all over again. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Going back to the Jack Del Rio thing, I find this confusing, and I, I don't mind talking about football because despite the fact that in my brain I realize I should not be watching pro football mm-hmm. on some moral plane, I still do. And I'm really confused by the whole freezing out Colin Kaepernick. Like, like I'm, a, I'm a Titans fan. Mm-hmm. Our quarterback was out for a couple weeks, yeah. it, and we started a bum. Like that a literal... was the one that Kaepernick made the most sense for to me. Right, and so you're looking at this like, oh, we can't bring in this guy because he will alienate, I don't know, like 100,000 Titans fans or something. I don't know. If the, I'm trying to figure out what the actual number of alienated fans is. Maybe it's the season ticket holder base they're worried about alienating. Because on the flip side, it's like, if my favorite team, the Titans, signed Colin Kaepernick as our backup, that would be the most popular jersey sold in Titans yes. history. Oh, we for would sure. Pick up, the Titans would pick up millions of new fans. It would like, definitely, like, literally, it would millions. definitely surpass Yancey Thigpen. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so again, I'm sitting here as a Titans fan, thinking like, one, we're we're losing this game. Like, we're going to cost ourselves a chance to go to the playoffs because. We don't want to alienate whatever it is. We don't have a guy who can outplay Jay Cutler right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, all right, so we don't want to alienate these conservative ticket holders. But it seems like bringing in millions of new fans would offset that. And also, the very principled people who would cancel their season tickets if the Titans were winning and going to the playoffs, I think that's a very small number. Like, it's much like I'm mad at... Chandler Parsons until he uh, goes nine for eleven in a game, and I'm like, this is incredible. Never forget, <laughs> yeah, I'm dousing uh, <laughs> myself in, in in Corona, celebrating Cancun. So that was that was my football side. What is what is your Chandler Parsons nickname? Cancun, dude. Oh, just oh, Cancun. Cancun. Gotcha, gotcha. Right. La- last year, yeah. when during the All Star weekend, <laughs> on a season, you know, he'd been playing every other game. And sitting out and on a minutes restriction, like the minute they finish their last game before the All-Star break, he's boarding a private jet with all his bro buddies and they have customized hats that say Chan Coon and they're going. Oh, no. And it was really one of these like, you're the worst person in the world. (laughs) Is he actually Senior Frog? Is that (laughs) possibly his side line? Again, like people are people. There was a Memphis topic you know a couple weeks ago when he was booed in his first game for missing some free throws my take was more lukewarm as in his off-court persona is so such an affront to my sensibilities that i can't really blame people what what has he done to earn applause except put on the shirt of his co-workers that's it. Exactly. They're like <laughs> and everyone's like guys he's been working hard off season. It's like that isn't that isn't well, applause good. worthy. Like, like, like that, that doesn't that's like, yeah, you were you're a max player. And I'm not one of those like these guys are millionaires. They should be working hard all the time. I'm more like, well, no, he was one of the worst players in the NBA last year. It seems like he would have some form of competitive drive and pride, <laughs> like like to try to get better. Like so I don't feel like he gets a lot of credit for that. So eh, I'm not much of a Chandler sympathizer, but no. All right. Could he be more annoying? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Our next next topic is called Fake and Bacon. And the question is, who is the biggest early season fraud? Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go. There's, there's a couple of, I don't want to. I don't want to rain on the Orlando Magic parade. I think that right now, <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers are a fraud. Oh, music to my ears! They've Tell played. Me. They've played one game outside of the Staples Center. Like they had a road game, but it was against the Lakers. They've played fairly easy competition. Oh, they went to Portland. That was their road game. So they've they've basically have not left the West Coast yet in the season. Uh, guys are already getting hurt. The Warriors really exposed a lot of things about them. I do think Blake Griffin is very good, and he's playing great. But like, uh, I'm I I really think the bottom is going to fall out of this whole uh, Austin Rivers <laughs> thirty five minute a game team. 
Like that that is not gonna hold up. Wes Johnson playing lots of minutes, that is not gonna hold up. Uh Sindarius Thornwell just is I mean, he's fine. He's just a rookie. And they're they, they have a very small number of dependable players and uh Doc Rivers not playing Sam Decker at all, even for this team, instead of he'd rather watch his own son and Wes Johnson, that's not a good sign. That was crazy to me when I watched them play the other night. When he put Sam Decker in in garbage time, I was like, oh, right, they have Sam Decker and Montrez Harrell, and he's been playing Wes Johnson? What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, like, like big <laughs> minutes for Willie Reed again. And, and um, I mean, their defense is going to be really rough uh, for the rest of the season or any time that DeAndre Jordan needs to not be on the court. He he like reminds me of like an abused plow horse at this point. <laughs> oh it's just God. doing a job that no one else will do, just downtrodden. It's it's rough. You don't think I, I do feel like DeAndre Jordan has gotten a little boost from not having Chris Paul screaming at him all the time. I feel like last <laughs> year he was more of the downtrodden work work animal. <laughs> uh, like 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 you're just screaming at this man who all he does is rebound for you and give you the ball. He's like the most faithful yeah. companion. Just like I got you the ball again. Here's the ball. I got you the ball. Here's the ball. I hand you the ball every time. And then, and then time. he just gets, screams at. He's like the most. Uh, you know. I don't know. I uh, I do hope that they're better because I really would like there to be some validation that uh, you don't have to scream at everybody. When you're on the Clippers, just punch an equipment manager every once in a while to let people know who's who's the real boss. It's the alpha yeah, dog. As far, as far as the Clippers being a fraud, I also think like Patrick Beverly, who I really like. I feel like he's playing unsustainably well on offense. Yeah, he's yeah. out of his he can, mind right now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he can keep that up. I think my fraud would be again, and this is we already mentioned the Pistons. They're not totally a fraud. The Magic that you mentioned. I think they have something like five guys in the top 18 of yeah. three-point percentage. And a couple <laughs> like, of them are guys like, where you're like, isn't he actively terrible at shooting three-pointers? Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm worried. <laughs> I just don't believe they have enough talent like from top to bottom, like their, their point guard situation. I don't believe Alfred Payton and DJ Augustine are enough to get it done. Uh, maybe Aaron Gordon is going to be an all-NBA type player. Like That is possible, But so I think they're going to fall off. Hey, Keith, uh, they yeah. have most Spades. They do have so, most baits. I'm a, I'm a yeah. fan of most baits. So are we. We are a pro most baits podcast. How do you um, feel about Frank Vogel's look? Do you think he's inspiring the team with his his new beard? Uh, our most beard. recent our most recent fast break breakfast episode, which came out uh, yesterday, we specifically mentioned uh, we hate Frank Vogel's look. The short <laughs> the shortly shorn beard on a guy, and he's kind of you know he's kind of putting on some pounds. Like his face mm-hmm. is getting a little rounder. I mean, that definitely has, seems the, like it was a motivation for this move. Right, right. <laughs> he has the anti Jaeger, where he he's apparently acquired all of, all of Jaeger's excess weight, and <laughs> the the shorn beard thing. Oh, just not a great. Like you're not kidding anybody. It is, however, and I don't want to uh, alienate all my Orlando listeners. It is the most Orlando look imaginable. <laughs> In my mind, it's like, oh yeah, you're on your way to the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, okay, yeah, have fun. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a less cool Miami look. Um, <laughs> well, it's like uh, it, it feels like a beard that can be shaved in like two and a half minutes if your supervisor complains to you. It yeah. kind of looks like the uh, when when League Pass goes off and it and it switches over to an infomercial. Oh, yeah. It looks like the, uh, do you want your beard to look like this? Like, really fake looking and short? Like, yeah, yeah. use this uh, laser-guided shaver. I gotta uh, say, I, I would be into it if it, if it was uh, just not trimmed so close. If he had, like, kind of a sizable beard, I think I could get into that. Yeah, I, I wish one NBA coach would just go full bore Grizzly Adams. <laughs> let the beard go. Let, let's see it happen. I, I got a question for uh, fraud or not. Mm-hmm. Uh Domantis, a.k.a., uh, D- you know, I can call him Donuts, I guess. Now yeah. that, uh, now that uh, Moda Yunus is out of the league. Uh, Sabonis is shooting, what, 70% from the field? Yeah. He, like, he, he has, I think, three games where he shot over seven shots and hasn't missed. I got how I, much? How much of that's real? What, what do you guys think he's going to shoot for the year if it's not 70%? Well, here's my, my theory on him is he is 
a a center. Like like they're playing him at center now, but like that's that's the problem. He's not a guy that you want to play with another center. He's like a good offensive get buckets center. Um yeah. I kind of think this is I mean it feels like he's doing almost exactly what he did in college. And that makes me think it's probably not that much of an illusion, but I also kind of think that him at power forward might be sort of bad. Can he play with Miles Turner at all? I mean, it seems Assuming like Miles Turner, Miles Turner can shoot from the game? outside, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they both can kind of shoot from the outside. I mean, I just, I wonder if it's too, like, that would be a terrible interior defense together. But, uh, I mean, I really, it, it, weirdly, the fans of Indiana have really embraced him for some reason. I don't know what that would be. What is it about him that people in Indiana, the most racist state in the union, would like? (laughs) That's actually unfair. They're only the most racist state in the Midwest. Sorry. I apologize to Indiana. We've insulted Houston, Indianapolis, and Orlando. Yeah. Let's keep it going. 10% Um, of the league, baby. My answer for... I guess for both. Uh, I think Sabonis is not a fraud. Um, I think not being able to touch the ball last season, even on rebounds, might have kind of fucked up. Fucks up your game. I yeah, that you that you just have player. You just <laughs> like have to block out all the ball, time. Yeah. <laughs> well, he seemed and, to get. He seemed to feel a lot of personal pressure. When Russell Westbrook had like eight or nine assists in a game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my answer for biggest fraud is uh, the entire Eastern Conference. Wow. Um, oh, bold. Because right it's now. It's a broad it, brush. Like, right now people are kind of talking like, oh, man, the West, the East beat the West last night. And it's like, come on, guys, chill out. Look at these you, teams. You, you, you're literally subtweeting me while I'm a guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? I couldn't well, remember. Well, I did point. I pointed out that the East went six and one against legit <laughs> West teams on one night. Uh, it's a random occurrence. It seemed interesting. Sixers beating the Rockets. Uh, Hornets beating the Grizzlies. So on mm-hmm. and so forth. The but Sixers yeah, and the Rockets East... are an amazing, like non-existent rivalry that should be one. Oh, and yeah. Sixers they should Rockets, play more. but they're really not going to play for like. It's going to be like more than twelve months before they play again, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, assuming they don't meet in the finals this year. All right, guys, we're we're coming up to the end here. We're running running low on time, so this this next one's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one's <laughs> called French Toast. Nick Batum, Tony Parker, Boris Diaw. Which possibly washed Frenchman will be the biggest factor this year? Hmm. So I believe that none of them has played a game this year. And Boris Diaw, I don't believe, is signed to an team NBA yet. team. I believe he's playing in <laughs> France. Well, I like that the question was open-ended. Because you didn't <laughs> say be a factor in the NBA. Just, oh, just that's true. Be a, be, be a factor. Be a factor. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Boris Diaw, because I think wherever he is, he is probably still perfecting the perfect cappuccino machine. Oh, and I, yeah. And I, I think whatever league he's playing in right now, I think overseas, like after being in the NBA for all this time, like doing it every every little stop in the NBA, maybe learning something from local baristas, just kind of picking up tips. Uh, I think now taking it back overseas, he's going to find the final missing ingredients, the final little things, adjustments needed to make the perfect cappuccino in a port- probably a portable cappuccino machine. And uh, eventually he'll sell it to George Clooney, who will then sell it for a billion dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my answer is Tony Parker, mm-hmm. and it's because he's going to come back and be in the starting lineup, and it's totally going to ruin... DeJounte Murray. <laughs> uh, I am also going to pick Tony Parker, but I just think he's going to be a factor in a lot of uh, breakups. He's going to ruin a couple marriages. I think it'll be a is fine Is DeJounte spur. Murray, is he honorary French? 
Yeah, I, I think just, he I, is. Look at, I look at his first name. I don't know how to say it, so I'm like, that could be French. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of like fake French guys on that Washington team, like Marquise Chris. That means he's the uh, Lord of the Chris region, <laughs> and then uh, Markel Fultz, which also sounds very French. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Marquis 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 de Chris should be the new name. I think. Yeah, he's he's gonna get executed when they finally storm the Talking Stick Resort Arena. <laughs> the, the peasants of Phoenix get sick of Robert Sarver's reign. Um, all right. What is your least favorite breakfast item slash NBA team to watch, you guys? Oh. A lot of pressure there. I would say um, my breakfast I, – I feel like my breakfast item and the team are basically the same. It's the Atlanta Hawks and that one sad slice of melon. <laughs> and you're like, wow, this would have been much better if if I had seen it a while ago when it was more fresh. And it's doing its best. It's like good for me. It's a fundamental breakfast item, but I'm, I have no interest. I'm going to say, controversially, I cannot handle a Bloody Mary, and I've tried many times. Mm-hmm. I've seen Bloody Marys. I've been like, I know this is a breakfast thing. Like, I should, I should acquire this taste. Like coffee. Like coffee. Oh, we drink this at breakfast? I taste it. Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. How does anyone drink this? Then I'm like, oh, but we do this. So, so, so I, I got used to it. Now I love coffee. So I think there's been many times where I've been like at a brunch like maybe we're on a trip with a bunch of friends. It's like 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 we're going to the big morning after. Like everyone's eating a bunch of food. We're gonna order a bunch of stuff we don't eat. People are getting bloody marys. You know, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm looking at this like fifteen dollar bloody mary at the table beside me. It's just filled with this fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. and things. I'm like, I'm gonna go for it. And every time I like two sips, I'm like, I can't even force myself. This is horrible. I hate it. And so I guess the team, the corresponding team with that. And I was gonna say the Pistons before the season, but they've been fun. <laughs> but they've been fun to watch. So I think my least favorite team to watch now. Man, I might have a sickness. I might like every NBA team right now. <laughs> I know. Oh, I yeah. kind of. Been I mean, a lot of them like are my, fun. I would say my go my go to answers are like Magic. Not watching any Magic games this year. They've been a joy. Yeah. Like Pacers. <laughs> Pacers are a delight. Uh, so. It would probably be the Mavs. Like they're oh, weird. They're yeah. weird guard only offense <laughs> and just chucking and I don't know. I have all Dennis of their Smith guards Jr. are under six foot three. Yeah. And Wes Matthews is also not tall. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't love their games. It just seems like they're just scrums. They're kind of messy yeah. to watch. So I'm not loving what I'm seeing from the Mavs. Yeah, they've been kind of depressing. Uh, my answer is, I don't like, uh, like, I don't like a jelly donut. Oh, Um, me too. I'm with you there, Joey. Too sweet. I love a jelly donut. Mm. Kind of a hat on a hat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, the team I don't like to watch, I'm going to say... Any team, whatever team has Dwight Howard on it. Uh, so this year it's the Charlotte Hornets. Sorry, but Charlotte. Next year it'll be somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to have to find a big three team to root against, it seems like. <laughs> All right, guys. It's come to the end of our show, which means every week or every episode, we ask a question. Mm-hmm. And today's question we're going to ask is what is Chandler Parsons doing right now? Oh, um, I think that he is trying to, uh, do like shady stuff. He's chatting online, um, with some kind of like fake or deceptive account that has not disguised his name very much. Like, it's like a picture of him with a fake mustache, and his screen name is, like, The Parsonage, and uh, <laughs> he's hitting on he's hitting on someone who's underage. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> that, that took a turn. 
I think he is alerting TMZ what he's going to do today. Oh, he's, he's yeah, he's telling TMZ what's going on. And the paparazzi <laughs> are like, we kind of focus on country music here. Uh, <laughs> are there a lot of paparazzi in Nashville, Keith? Uh, there aren't. Actually, <laughs> one of the things that Nashville as a community, as much as any community can do anything in concert, they've always prided themselves. It's like a city thing that you don't talk to celebrities and you don't like take pictures. So I think actually Nashville has been spared generally from paparazzi. Although at, at the rate Nashville is growing and the number of celebrities who keep buying houses nearby, I'm sure eventually it's going to change. I do think TMZ has opened an office in Nashville. So eventually the paparazzi are coming. But so far it's been like, hey, let Winona Judd eat her breakfast in peace. No one's going to say <laughs> anything to her. Uh, I think right now Chandler Parsons is binge watching Riverdale while he <laughs> shaves his legs. <laughs> well i think i'm gonna go ahead and declare that one the winner this week but we'll see we'll see how it goes uh keith what would you like to plug i would like to plug this episode which i hope is the shortest uh round ball rock episode in your in your history i don't know if that's the case but uh it's gonna be close it'll be close because uh I love your show. I listen to it most it weeks. Long. But you, your release your release schedule and length of podcast does not lend itself to me being able to hear it all. Yeah. Because I have a thing on like Sunday. Like if I haven't heard you by Sunday when the when the, when the week starts over at the arbitrary starting point of Monday, yeah. I kind of delete some things. And you guys are dropping like 100 minutes on a Wednesday night and then yeah. like 150 <laughs> minutes on a Friday. And I'm like, guys, I can't. Like I can't even speed this up fast enough to hear to hear this whole thing. The so. thing is, our market is uh, like like dads who don't want to spend time with children, their children on the weekends. So that's right. I, I don't know why we're getting. We did a demographic study in that. We're huge among deadbeats. So I I am honestly concerned as a dad who wants to listen to podcasts while I'm around my very young children. I'm honestly concerned that like is listening to a podcast at two speed. Like causing my child to stutter because he's <laughs> oh, trying. that's a good question. He's trying to talk too quickly. I kind of I've actually made a, <laughs> I've made a conscious effort of talking to my two-year-old slowly because I kind of talk fast anyway. So now I'm trying to be like, do you want to organize your Halloween candy? Like to try to like maybe because literally he's he's playing and I'm listening to whatever it is dunked on at like two and a half speed. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm worried. I, I was I was literally shocked to hear Nate Duncan in a non podcast because I always listen to his voice at double speed. I was like, "Whoa, oh, what's wrong with Nate? Man. Why is he I Why think, is he so ponderous?" The, the one time I clicked on one of their like Periscope things, I was like, "Oh no, what is this?" And I, I shut it after like ten seconds. Like, it was so it was so bizarre, upside down world. Uh, I'll plug my podcast, Fast Break Breakfast. I think if you're a fan of Round Ball Rock. You will also like our podcast. We put out two episodes a week, one with the full crew, me, John, and Chuck, and then one that is an interview. It's a little more, I guess, down the middle, a little more basketball-y focused. The regular episode can get a little out there. We like to have fun. We like to talk about breakfast. So uh, yeah, Fast you Break like our show, breakfast. you'll for sure love Fast Break Breakfast. Yeah, and I've, I learned, I've learned so much about uh, the, the crazy roller coaster ride that has been the introduction of Taco Bell's breakfast menu. <laughs> we called that one wrong guys we called that one wrong uh all right sean what would you like to plug uh i'm gonna plug yard barker stuff every tuesday in the nfl season and punchline december 20th in san francisco tickets on sale now uh i will be hosting that show at the punchline so i guess i'm also plugging that um but more importantly as always you can follow me on twitter at frankie muniz where earlier this month I tweeted, uh, shit, uh, just had the most incredible Thai massage. Thai massages are both miserable and the greatest invention on the planet. Ready for tomorrow. That's I think awesome. you got a happy ending. All right. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a tweet where Frankie Muniz gets a hand job. All right. Um, <laughs> Trust the process? Trust the process. Shut it down. Shut it go down, get a time massage. <laughs> 
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 